Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Today we question a man's back injury and ear infection and motives. We just question everything. Hey, this is Arif Hassan at the Wide Left Substack. As you can tell from the name, I'm no stranger to conspiracy theories. Luke Imden on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. And after watching yesterday's practice, I'm planting my flag, guys. Arizona Cardinals have the worst roster in football, and they're going to have the number one pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. Vault me right now. Book it. Cardinals, you stink. Oh, vault me. Oh, man. Yikes. All that plus Trey Lance talk. That'll make a reef happy on today's Minnesota football party. Locked on sports, Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota football party. Welcome in to the Minnesota football party on locked on sports, Minnesota. Happy Thursday. I'm Sam Ekstrom. You met Luke Inman. You met Arif Hassan. We should have a Luke Braun sighting at some point, as well as Ron Johnson calling in from the Minnesota State Fair as that kicks off big power pack show today, where we get into the TJ Hawkinson ongoing saga, which took its latest twist yesterday. Trey Lance is reportedly on the trade block. Will the Vikings make a move? And we've got the full Vikings Cardinals joint practice report. I'll empty the notebook from that on today's show. We are free and available on YouTube. Subscribe at Lockdown Sports Minnesota. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I know everydayers like to uh, tune in on the Sirius XM app once in a while as well. We appreciate you, and we appreciate all of you who are on YouTube as well. Uh, Luke Inman, Arif Hassan, good to see you both. I feel weird questioning a man's injuries, but I'm going to do that at some point later in the show with TJ Hawkinson. But let's start with Vikings Cardinals. Luke, we were talking about this on Minnesota Sports Rankum. The Cardinals are not a good football team. Without Kyler Murray, that is a rough-looking outfit. And I thought they couldn't do anything yesterday at joint practices. You think they're the worst team in the NFL. Let's hear about it. Yeah, when you just go up and down the roster and look and compare and contrast against all 31 other teams, Sam, I did this last year with the Chicago Bears. I planted my flag. I told Reggie Wilson on the Superior Sports Talk Show, this Bears team is going to be bottom three in the league. Sure enough, they ended up getting the number one overall pick. This Cardinals team, man, it's just top to bottom lacking any real talent, let alone any depth. Obviously, you can start at the quarterback with Kyler Murray. Not only has he been somewhat up and down, think that's safe to say not a hot take there throughout his career but now he's going to be hurt he's going to come back is he going to be the same explosive self behind him Colt McCoy apparently and you can fill us in it doesn't sound like he looks that great so far during training camp and maybe specifically yesterday's practice fans could be calling for Clayton Toon by you know week three week four something like that but up and down the roster man and I thought they had a, a decent draft they stockpiled for next year but clearly year one New regime, new head coach, multiple first-round picks next year. It just feels like, at least on paper right now, this is a team playing for 2024. Yeah, it, it was a miserable performance by the Cardinals offense yesterday. Colt McCoy does not look inspiring at all. And on my way to practice, I listened to Locked on Cardinals with Alex Clancy, great host, great listen, and he is a firm advocate to start Clayton Tune in week one. And why wouldn't you? You're not doing anything this year. Uh, if you can get something out of a fifth-round rookie, why not? Same round as Jaron Hall, by the way. I'm not sure who was taken first, 
But Arif Hassan, you, I think, have been on the record as saying the Rams might have the worst roster in the NFL. Where do you, is that your viewpoint, and where do you think the Cardinals rank? I think the Cardinals rank 31, so I'm not too far away. Yeah, from one and two. Luka. Same division, no less. <laughs> NFC West, real yeah. strong. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's the Rams have more rookies than any other team in the NFL by actually a somewhat substantial margin. They signed 21 undrafted free agents right after the draft. I don't know if they signed more since then. Um, that's just who their roster is. They've got some actually fairly good undrafted free agent rookies. That's just you throw a bunch of darts, you're going to hit a bullseye. But, um, man, that that one, like, yeah, they've got some stars. They've got an Aaron Donald. I don't know that the Cardinals have an Aaron Donald. But the rest of that roster, it just it's not replacement level, right? Like, there are players on the Cardinals that um, you could trade for, right? Isaiah Simmons just got traded, right? But you could trade for Josh Jones. That would make sense, right? He has played. He's looked all right. There are areas on the, on the Cardinals roster where you're like, they're okay, I don't know if I could say that about the Rams. <laughs> like it's just like your your best case scenario is that everybody around Cooper Cup is fine, like that your fifth round receiver can actually do something and that Matthew Stafford is not going to be like what he was last year before he got hurt. Um the Cardinals like once Kyler gets healthy again, there's some explosive potential in a way that puts them just a little bit ahead, not a ton ahead. Just a yeah, little bit ahead. Again, though, one and one A, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, the Rams are right, right there with them. I think when you look at these rosters, you start with the building blocks. Who are the core foundational pieces? You know, for the Vikings, it's obviously guys like Daniel Hunter, Darisaw, JJ. You look at both these rosters. Cardinals have no building blocks. I mean, you hope some of these young draft picks are going to end up panning out. But outside of Kyler Murray, again, no building blocks. The Rams, you got the three studs, and one of them's a future Hall of Famer. But outside of that, you're right. Both these teams, man, in the same division, no less, I think bottom of the barrel for sure. Yeah, Vikings offense was not spectacular yesterday. They especially struggled in goal line drills and made Kirk Cousins say a naughty word. But they did have a number of explosives, a couple of them to Justin Jefferson downfield in double coverage, no less, hauling some passes in. Jalen Rager caught a nice bomb. Uh, K.J. Osborne caught a nice bomb. And they had some verticalness to their passing game. And wind wasn't an issue yesterday like it was against the Titans. The offenses really didn't have any reason to not play well, other than it was super duper hot, like 100 plus heat reason. index. That's Say a what? Good reason. I said that's a pretty good reason. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, it was kind of lethargic. I, I didn't know if the heat would make people crabby or just mellow. And the answer was mellow. The intensity was not there. And I think that happens when you face a bad roster. These guys aren't really feeling themselves for Arizona exactly. They're not established in the league in most areas. And I didn't think it was a very spirited practice. We'll see what today brings. I heard a whisper that the reason they didn't do special teams drills was maybe because Chris Boyd was angling to to get into it with people. I can't confirm that, but Chris Boyd was trying to like hack away at Aaron Dykes when Aaron Dykes was running in the open field trying to start something. I thought, yeah, that's the guy you want to go after, Aaron Dykes. That's exactly who to exact your revenge on. Uh, because you're bitter about the way things ended. He's in got some FOMO, man. He's back well, okay, home, but like... TCO facilities. He literally goes from the best facility and team, voted by the players, not us, no bias, to the worst. He's paying for yeah. Costco hot dogs at lunch now and things like that. So, uh, yeah, man, he's having a tough time for sure. I well, get look, it. If, if, if he goes after Aaron,
Aaron Dykes, yeah, the Vikings will stand up for Aaron. But if he goes after CJ Ham, the whole Ooh. the whole team is crowding him. So he's Watch picking out. his battles. That's that's yeah. uh, I think a little bit more discretion than he showed when he was with the Vikings. Yeah, that's a veteran savvy move. That's yeah. not like a third year Chris Boyd that we used to get. No, no. <laughs> he seemed friendly though. Like he and Jefferson were chatting it up. He and Greg Joseph were chatting it up. I wouldn't have expected oh, that I'm pairing. Sure. Yeah. He and uh, Christian Derisaw were chatting it up. Like so, he does have buddies here, but. Clearly not buddy buddy with that front office. Which hey, real quick, what you, yeah. you mentioned how hot it was, and maybe that it had an effect on the offense and defense for that matter. What's your guys' guess for the hottest recorded NFL game ever in history? What's the temperature for the hottest game in NFL history? What do you think? Just looked it up. Just Google it. Hottest game in NFL so, history. So I assume it would be an outdoor game, right? September. Okay. You assume it would be an outdoor game. Well, it's just I got the heaters on in the dome. I don't want Luke to be looking up like outdoor temperatures for a dome stadium. I just wanted to make sure that he did that. Oh, Um, got it. Okay. So uh, I'm going to say. Actually, one of them. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to say 101 temperature. We don't know the heat index. I'm going to say it was Arizona when they were outdoors. Um, 108. Tempe, Arizona, Sun Devil Stadium temperatures reached 105 degrees. That was in okay. All right, that doesn't say the date, but Arif's right. Like, listen, listen to this. Arif was right. Great point. The game considered the hottest in NFL history was September 19, 1971, meeting between New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams due to the heat radiating off the astroturf at Tulane Stadium. Temperature on the field was estimated to be 100. And thirty degrees. Wow. Oh my god! Wow, holy smokes! So I don't know what the heat index ended up uh, reaching or getting up to yesterday, but uh, yeah, buck thirty, man, that's insane. It's rough, you know. Again, yeah. and we talk about it all the time. The humidity plays such a huge factor here. Arizona, buck five. Don't get me wrong, that's still insane. But that dry heat, man, is 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 way different, different ball game than this humidity stuff. So I don't think there are a tremendous amount of talkers off of yesterday's joints, but I do want to pose this question. Because we've got some injuries now that are creeping up here into, you know, regular season territory. Jalen Naylor is semi-back. He's doing individual work, not doing full team yet. Uh, Brian Asamoah, same deal. Kenny Wongwu has been invisible for a couple weeks now. And, and I think that it seems like he's a little ways away. Which of those three injuries has been most damaging to that player's stock? Wangwu, Naylor, Asamoah. Uh, Arif, what do you think? Uh, I think it's Wangwu. I think all three make the roster, but I think Wangwu had an opportunity to win that second team job. He was taking second team reps for all of spring and most of camp before he got hurt. Um, and personally, I would have thought that in a in a fair competition, Chandler would beat him out, especially with the way he's played in the preseason thus far. But I think that we are really. I mean, I guess I guess I I disagree with some of the speculation that that Osmo has lost his spot to Ivan Bay. I don't think that's happening at all. Um, I think that it's pretty clear that Osmo is going to start. Uh, and then Naylor, I, he's just like locked in at receiver four. I mean, just the Vikings were so happy with him. So um, that one I don't think is is on that list. And I just don't think Osmo lost his starting spot. So to me, it's Wangwu. Yep, totally agree. Kenny had the most to lose. He needed to be in there. He lost that huge opportunity both in training camp and the preseason games. Uh, and two, think about it too. Kenny's from a different regime. He was drafted by Rick Spielman. Jalen Naylor, Brian Osamoa, year two. 
but drafted by KOC, drafted by Kwesi. So a lot more, a bigger safety net there, I feel like, and a little bit more luxury as far as like feeling secure in your spot on the roster. And again, I think Arif's right. Jalen Naylor has kind of had this wide receiver four spot locked up for a while. Brian Asamoah, not just considered a starter, and I agree with you. I don't think Ivan Pace is officially Trump that starting spot at linebacker next to Jordan Hicks, but... I think he's considered, you know, when we think about the long-term plans, big picture, Vikings 2024 and 2025, Brian Asimov is still a core foundational piece, I think, of the future. Yeah, I find it interesting how much doubt has been expressed in the running back room other than Alexander Madison. That's the guy they're solid with, but obviously not happy that Wong Wu's been injured and, and probably can't help that, but he hasn't been on the field. Ty Chandler had a nice first game, but KOC kind of hedged and, and put a little cold water on that. Dwayne McBride has not looked sharp and has been squarely the number four, hasn't even competed for the number two job. Then they bring in Mike Davis. They bring in Kareem Hunt. They bring in a sign, Abram Smith and Aaron Dykes. Like, there's just a lot of doubt there, and I think the injury to Kone Wong was a big part of that, and he probably has gotten surpassed on that depth chart. So I, I, I think that you're right on the money there, but to... I'm starting to wonder about Asamoah losing the spot. Why? Because there there have been a couple of days like in walkthrough style where Asamoah has been active and not with the ones. Like where he was eligible to be on the field and was not. They had pace in there or at least in alternating fashion. So I'm questioning it. And KOC teased this. He said that Asamoah is not playing just to make the team. He's playing to contribute right away. Sub-package guy or a starter? I don't know. Luke and I were speculating, Reef, that it might make sense by the end of the year just to have a pace Asamoah starting group because Asamoah is the guy that beat out Hicks last year, so you're going to put him behind Hicks to start. And, and I mean, by the end of the year, I feel like they preferred Asamoah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. What do yeah, you yeah. think about that pairing? Uh, I think that's very funny because they are like – combined less than 12 feet tall right they're very tiny uh <laughs> but yeah you'd um, like to have a little bit more uh girth and size out there for sure I'm yeah linebacker, I, would think, I, but. I think that if you're like putting out like the two best linebackers i think by the end of the year it could end up being ivan pace and brian asmoa i think that that would be um like a fairly smart thing to do but the problem is that it creates matchup issues for you when you have those size issues and it shortens your zones, right? Like, so what ends up happening is that you want to bring your safeties down if you can't clog the passing lanes, if you can't essentially cover further behind you, given your ability to, you know, reach, right? Like your range and your length are going to matter at some point, especially if both linebackers are relatively undersized. It leaves the middle of the field as a little bit of more of a favorable target for quarterbacks, and that's just something you have to deal with. But, you know, if you've, if you've got a guy that's, doing a better job generating tackles for loss. If you've got a guy that does a better job of keeping up with players, uh, you know, going down the seam and stuff like that, that's probably better. That's just something that you have to deal with, right? Like now there's like a 6'5", 250-pound tight end you're matching up with, and if that guy can run a route, you're in like a little bit of trouble because you can't win the matchup. Um, so you have to figure out a way around it. Maybe the big nickel package, maybe bringing a safety down. Uh, the idea that the safeties are bigger than the linebackers also very amusing to me. But, uh, you know, having some response to those mismatches is going to be important. But I, I think it's generally a good idea. 
Yeah, I think you're going to see uh, just a heavy rotation. I don't think it's so much black and white. This guy won the starting job. This guy's the backup. I think under Flores, you're going to see a lot of different sub packages going on. And I think, again, Flores is always going to just put the best 11 guys out on the field. Week to week game plans are going to dictate which guy you see more and which guy has the higher snap count dependent on the opponent. Let me ask you guys this. And Arif, I don't know how much you saw, but how did Kenny even look when he was out on the field this offseason? Whether OTAs, mini camp, training camp, the start of it anyways. How did he look? Because I, I, I've heard some notes here and there that, you know, a big part of his game to win that RB2 is going to have to be in the passing game, both pass blocking, catching out of the backfield, his hands, route running. It didn't sound like he really was excelling in a lot of those areas, specifically just catching the ball. He was having a hard time. Any truth or could you confirm that? I can confirm that catching the football has been an issue for him. Hmm. Now, that probably equates to me seeing like four or five drops, you know, over the last couple of years. I don't know what percentage of drops that is of targets he's received in practice. And again, I haven't been at every practice because a lot of them are closed. So we don't fully know that. But what we do know is that he was the number two back in the pecking order going into this training camp. They had him taking second team reps most of the time. Um, the problem is, is that I think that was more a status based around his tenure being a third year player than it was his talent because we haven't seen him do a lot. It's not like he was an established player on the field. We've barely seen him get reps in NFL games other than preseason. So I, I think that he was easily knocked off that pedestal by Chandler once Chandler got that chance in the second preseason game and showed how well he could pass block. I don't know if the pass blocking thing is, Ken, is Kenny's cup of tea. I just don't. Um, but again, I think once he gets healthy, I think there's room for him to do something something in this offense, but he might not be your number two. And I, I, I think that that's probably where it's headed. Arif, anything to add there? Yeah, it just, um, you know, when we talked about him, I think in uh, in a show about a month ago, you know, Luke and I both talked about, um, you know, the slow eyes, right? That he has difficulty making decisions quickly enough to be an effective inside runner, right? And I think that if Ty Chandler showed the capacity to be effective at the inside running game, which, I mean, he obviously has the size, right? Um, but if he shows the capacity to make decisions quickly to, you know, sort through the trash and get through his reads, um, you know, that he would probably be, you know, an ideal running back two, maybe even an ideal running back one, depending on how important explosiveness is to you. Um, and you know, that Kenna has probably got an uphill battle to climb in terms of his ability to be kind of in every situation type back. Obviously you have to work about with like pass protection, but you know, the packages that Kenny is on the field, it very much seems like the Vikings would want him to get to the outside. And if the other team knows that, I'm pretty confident they would, then that limits your ability to deploy those packages in a really effective way, right? For you to, you know, constantly, you know, counter off of a jet sweep for Kenny so that he can get to the outside. It's like, well, okay, we get what he's going to do, right? So I like his explosive potential. I just think that without... It's like when the Vikings used Cordero Patterson a lot by the end of, of that year, right? It was, was it 2014? It wasn't his rookie year. Um, where at the end of the season, it was just like, oh, this is not working anymore. Like throwing a screen pass to Cordero Patterson and hoping he just kind of figures <laughs> it out. It's just not working anymore. And I think it's going to be kind of like that where people kind of get an understanding that we know what he's going to do when he gets the ball. So it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to be versatile to so that you're not a gimmick. Like when they tried to use Joe Webb, right? Like six times a game. That didn't work. I mean, either they screwed that up. That's that's they just screwed that poorly up. Poorly deployed. Yeah. Poorly deployed. Uh TJ Hawkinson drama. Are we being lied to? That coming up after a word from bird dogs. It's a bird dogs day on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Let me tell you about, about my day uh with regard to bird dogs. So I wake up. Put on some bird dogs pants. My basement runs like 62 degrees default. So I've got to wear some some pants, something that covers my ankles. Bird dogs is great. They've got the liners that keep you warm, still breathable though. They hug the ankles, good slim fit. Um, drinking my uh, hazelnut latte out of the bird dogs tumbler. After this, I'm going to go to joint practices. It's going to be super hot. I'm going to put on my bird dog shorts, which give me a sculpted look. And people are going to do a double take, say, whoa, Ekstrom's here. Okay, hello. And uh, I'm going to put on my white tech hat, keep the sun out of my eyes. You know where I got this? I went to birddogs.com slash locked on, placed an order for some bird dogs, got that white tech hat for free. That's for, uh, the promotion right now, birddogs.com slash locked on. Free white tech hat with your order. You want to look good? You want to have a better fitting pants or shorts than, uh, than Lululemon? You want to have the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric? Get some bird dogs today. You won't want to take them off. I promise you. All right. We are uh, partnered with Sirius XM, the SXM app. Find all the Lockdown Sports Minnesota programming there as well. We thank you for tuning in today. We still have to talk Trey Lance, but I want to get into the TJ Hawkinson saga after Arif Hassan blows our minds. Breaking news. The Minnesota Vikings have announced the following roster moves. Contract terminated. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver from Arizona State. Signed. Jake Gervais, safety from Iowa. Hmm. You don't say. Gervais entered the NFL as an undrafted free agent with the Los Angeles Rams in 2019 and spent the last four seasons with the team. A key contributor on special teams, Gervais has seen action in 19 regular season games during his NFL tenure and has made four appearances in postseason matchups, including Los Angeles' 23-20 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl LVI. Which, as we all know, is uh, 56. Vikings are trying very hard to find special teams talent, it would seem. Tanner Vallejo, Jake Gervais, Aaron Dykes. Um, I'm looking at this guy's special team's work. We're doing some live on-air research. Jake Gervais. And uh, rest in peace, Nikhil Harry, by the way. It was a good run. Uh, Injury. I mean, and this wasn't a waived injured situation. This was a terminated situation. Terminated. Yep. Is that based on his status in the league that they can't wave injure him or I, I don't know how that all comes into play. Luke Braun joins us show in progress. Oh, good uh, Lord. It looks like a mess. Yep. I mean like more than <laughs> usual. Yep. <laughs> oh, you do it. Okay. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> this is actually an intervention for you, Luke. Uh, did you hear the break? Nikhil Harry was never going to make the team, man. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just not a crying go. bender. Let it go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nikhil Harry got cut. They signed some safety. This is probably yeah, line, linebacker the- who really hasn't done special teams at all until last year, from what I'm seeing, and he did not grade well whatsoever last year. Like, really bad. So, hmm. 
there's that. When you played that breaking news and Arif said he had some, I thought it was going to be the Vikings traded for Jonathan Taylor. I thought that was it. <laughs> I thought that was it. You, Our you Thursday think I, You think uh, I would have introduced it like that? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you? I, yeah. We I, haven't I gone like... a Thursday without without very minor breaking news interrupting the show, though. This is like <laughs> the exact time where they dump these things. Phenomenal. Yeah, so wait a minute. So like if, if, if they wanted a safety and some special team, why don't they just trade a seventh for Isaiah Simmons? So apparently the Giants I think they probably are just want a guy for the last preseason game, yeah, right? Because scenes hurt. Yeah, scenes. They don't hurt. want to play any of the starters. Like they've got Theo Jackson and Jay Ward. They just well, he's he's this like Vallejo. They signed and he didn't play a defensive snap. He just yeah, he's, played he's, special he's, teams. He's, he's prepping for the third special teams game. <laughs> Um, Luke Braun coming in hot right out of the gate. TJ Hawkinson plot thickens. It is it's very weird. Looks like barely awake. He's like, what's what's going on? I know. Yeah. Who is TJ Hawkinson? (laughs) I certainly didn't just wake up five minutes before uh, 20 minutes into the show. (laughs) It's a little awkward on Twitter where you actually see some people expressing great compassion for this guy. They say, Oh, back injuries. That's the absolute worst. I hope he's okay. I'm a little worried for his health. And then you get people in the comments saying, no, you fool. It's contract related. There's no back he's injury. He's making it. <laughs> and and you know what? I'm right there. Where's, give the tinfoil hat close by, Luke, because I think, can you hand uh, it to me through the screen? I'm in mean bad shape. I am right with him. Sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he wears it all day. You know when he's not on the. Yeah, show. No, this protect team. yourself from the. Yeah, I get it. I don't blame him. Yep. I, I'm I'm kind of with the conspiracy theorists on this one. I've I've been skeptical the whole time, and it's hard not to be, right now. I <laughs> I think that's a fun bit, but no, that he's not faking a back. Also, I'm pretty sure he would play if he were like allowed to, but the coaches have held him out. At least that's what the coaches have said. And if it's a conspiracy that say, both the player. And the coaches are in on, then it feels like that sort of defeats the purpose of, like, having an injury. I don't know. So you're eating this uh, up. You're well, you're buying that he healed from the ear infection after three well, weeks and then immediately picked up a back injury from not practicing. A, 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 just yeah, a how how do you tweak his back if he hasn't been practicing? Well, have you ever sit around up? waiting for a contract? Yeah, right. It's just that's just what <laughs> happens, man. Uh, especially if you've got balance issues from an ear infection. Totally reasonable. So, so, I so we're agree. expecting him to hold up for 17 games playing actual football? Yes. So oh. I agree with Luke Braun's conclusion, but none of his reasoning. Uh, um, I I think that like the idea that the, like the coaches are in on it, they just have to like they just tell you what the player says because all almost all injury at least at this level is self-reported stuff anyway. So it's not like the the coaches could choose not to believe it, but they wouldn't say that they don't believe it, right? Um, but I still don't think it's like a thing, right? Because like why wouldn't he just continue to say he has an ear infection, right? Or ah, I'm still feeling some balance issues. Or why would he say anything yeah. at all? Remember, Daniil Hunt, uh, Hunter held in, and everyone just kind of knew it wasn't injury related, even though that's kind of technically the reason that you know he wouldn't see the field. It was just like, hey, he's not feeling it today. They don't have to give you the injury, right? It's camp. Zimmer famously was just like, ah, this guy's going through some stuff. We'll see. 
right? Like you did. <laughs> like we would like, also like defeat the purpose, right? Because the point of Daniel Hunter's hold in is, hey, I'm not going to play till you do a contract. If TJ Hawkinson's like, oh no, I'll I'll play definitely for sure. Like that doesn't actually send the message that you would be looking to send. So yeah, the right. Rossini, so the Rossini a, hey, report. Go ahead. I'm a I'm a stud veteran, and I just want to rest. Like I don't need to go through the motions with this training camp and everything else. I came in on a Wednesday, and then we played Washington four days later, and I had 12 targets and 10 catches, kind of thing. Like, is it just resting up more or less? Do you actually believe oh, he they, had a three week long ear infection? They give them rest. Days. So you think he had a three week long ear infection, and now he's got a back injury? Well, it's it's not just that the ear infection lasts three weeks or whatever. It's that you've got the residual balance issues to deal with. It's also so minor. O'Connell said that he would, if it were like meaningful football, he'd be practicing and playing. I feel like this level of detail on this injury likely tells us it's not fake. What? The, we only have this level of detail because people won't stop they, bugging people about it because they think that <laughs> that this is some like it just defies reason for me for a coach to say uh, upon repeated questioning for a coach to go into more detail instead of saying ah, i don't want to talk about injuries he doesn't have to talk about injuries like he doesn't he's have not to jaded enough yet that. that'll come and actually <laughs> like, that's yeah. always a go-to when you don't really want to lie and I don't think Kevin O'Connell's that great of a liar anyway. So I don't think he's been good at lying about this. Um, I don't. Why did they not? <laughs> why did they not talk about the ear infection the first week? The first Cause week, because he was why out. Would like, wouldn't you have wanted to explain why your veteran player was out? Yeah. And O'Connell said been, the first day. No, they didn't. Andrew Kramer nope. asked, and he nope. said minor, nope. minor nope. health issue. Nope. Yeah. Okay, but why why would they not why? just tell us that it's an ear infection? Because you keep asking, right? The first time that he's out, he's just like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just a minor health issue. And that's it. That's fine. And he continues being out. You continue asking. He's like, okay, well, you really want to know it's an ear infection, right? Like, that's just how humans work. I don't know. That's, this that's is a, not that's weird. That's a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so how can TJ <laughs> so Hawkinson... If if you guys are taking this at face value, he had a three week sure. long ear infection. So that it wasn't serious. Minor. So it wasn't minor. It then. wasn't minor, and he can, it, so you believe him? Necessarily the case when uh, he okay. says that he can because if he's he, absolutely playing week one. Aren't you worried about that? Shouldn't again, we all be worried no. about it's that? It's not that the infection necessarily lasted three weeks. It's that the residual balance issues coming from an ear infection have lasted three weeks. Right. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm stunned right now. So I'm actually weird. stunned that Ear no one is questioning this. And it's crazy because like Luke and I are like very cynical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when it comes, I feel like we're in the bizarro world right now, and all four of our roles have flipped right now. And me and Sam are the conspiracy <laughs> theorists right now, and you two are are playing it by the How book. How much right trouble now. does a coach get in when he says, "Oh, that injury is fine," and then it's not fine? That is something. I mean, that happened three years ago with Daniel Hunter, and we're still not over it. We still can't say the word tweak. Yeah, we can't say the word tweak. Well, Ke Kevin so O'Connell is saying no, he's in fine. trouble for overpromising on the the Jalen Naylor timeline, right? Like he's been optimistic about these trouble. things. He's Jaylen been Naylor's transparent no about Daniel these things. Hunter. I think he and TJ have been really like sub. What's the word? Subversive? No. They, so they, it is, why, like, why would wanted they both to talk be about in it. on it? Why would they both be in on it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. KOC <laughs> has washed his hands because it's not KOC's negotiation. KOC is willing to to give that line. He's and maybe and that's abetting. the line he's been given. 
Like maybe he's in good <laughs> conscience doing it because this is not his negotiation. This is a front office negotiation. The front office needs to walk down to KOC and remind him of what his class position is. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> is it... They got he's got an inside man. <laughs> well, okay, and, and and to your point too, like just from the get-go, every time he's talking to reporters, he's always just the default is my goal is just to be ready for week one. But that's been said for weeks now. So did he know? Did, did he make change? peace weeks ago that okay, I'm gonna be out for a it's couple been weeks so now? Guys, this season needs to start. This is so dumb. Yeah, this is insanity. It's Funny it's a, how it's a very fun bit, but it's going. It, they just, they just I agree that the circumstances yet. create some very fun conversations, and I am at my limit for how fun this right. conversation. Is. Okay, okay. So what will what then if T.J. Hawkinson does not participate, and then we get we're on this show next Thursday, and, 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 then, and then we and then a contract extension happens, then a contract extension happens, and then he participates. Will you believe it then? No. No, at this point, out of spite. <laughs> sure, fair enough. That I can accept. That but I'm... he's not allowed to go back in that day? All right. Well, I mean, he's got to wait a day just to make sure? Yeah, right. But also, like, first of all, that's just kind of how time works. Uh, and there's a lot of days off, like, just in general in, in this point in training camp. But, like, second, like... If he doesn't have a level of guaranteed money down the road and he is experiencing injury problems, his threshold for when he is going to appear, which I don't think is the same as faking an injury, is a little bit different. And so he could be having the same back issues, same back soreness or tightness or whatever, right? And once the the contract stuff clears, he could be more willing to play through it, right? But that doesn't mean injury is fake. Funny how Making a credible an injury, NFL no. insider to an injury. reported yesterday Be that they're safe, far yes. apart in contract talks. Funny how that just happened to pop up. Yeah, because that's what happened. That's she that's, talked to an agent. Like that's a two thing things that are happening simultaneously that are not necessarily <laughs> related to each other. And this is really, really difficult to convince you. Of. <laughs> yeah, I, it's that's it's it's crazy how that works. It's the duration of it. It's the fact that this guy had, and he might have had an ear infection, guys. Like that might have happened. Maybe there was some equilibrium stuff. But if there was, that's the olive. Why was he? But why was he out there at all? (laughs) Why was he going through the process of getting in a uniform, putting pads on, doing some individual work? Why? Why did he need to show up and do that? Like because they're way more cautious with other injured guys. Trying to get 1% better every day, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you break by break, guys can man. talk about Trey Lance. I'm gone. Break break. Stacking up those days. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I won this conversation. I think I think I, I think there was no winners in the last 12 minutes. Conversation the audio listeners. Man is Sam pacing is- stressfully in the background. He just like bent over his couch in frustration. <laughs> oh, he's coming back. Let's see what he says. He's coming back. Here he comes. He looks like a golfer that just missed a three foot putt. Sam, Sam, I'm concerned. It looks like you have just a wooden dining table chair as your podcast chair. Yeah, that it's uh get well, it off his chair, make a guy when he's down. It's Jeez. a family antique. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying you could end up with some 
back soreness or some tightness if you don't have yeah it's really you, easy to get you know what we should do like we should happens, watch the you know? film right. on that little 10 step pace that he did and, and check his equilibrium right now right yeah <laughs> all right having these earphones every day that can uh, create some create some you know build up in the ear too I, w- I wonder if balance issues may ever contribute to the possibility of back tightness. I don't know. Right. That's just. But, but you crazy. can podcast tomorrow if needed, though, right, Sam? <laughs> yeah, if, if it's a podcast. If it were, if yeah, if, if it were for a playoff podcast, if it counted I'd be in there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trey Lance, let's talk about it. Vikings could be interested again another Rossini report she was all over the Vikings beat yesterday I'm guessing she uh got she gets hired by the athletic and breaks like eight pieces of news That's in the crazy. same conversation yeah she's all over it but Bro, uh sort of like NBC they must have been peeved that she's just like sitting on all of this until until contract negotiations were concluded <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um she was an ESPN layoff right Oh, was she? Okay, yeah, because I she knew was that an she ESPN was an layoff. I know that oh. when she first started breaking news or hit my radar, she was like Washington NBC, uh, and then probably got to ESPN, and then. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. glad she's worked her way up. Yeah. But uh, it, we talk about crazy buying the dip. I mean, this is this is the Trey Lance dip, right? If the price was here when they talked in the off season, it's it's considerably less now. I am totally good with them kicking the tires on Trey Lance at whatever price it's going to be. Aretha Whatever Hassan, price it's going to di- be? Disagree. Disagree with me. Uh, okay, there is a price I'd be comfortable with it. It is a quarterback, right? A quarterback with reasonable upside and bo- not a lot of habits locked in because he just hasn't played football for very long. <laughs> but, like, you know, uh, so I, I had speculated in another podcast that he might go or that the 49ers price is probably around a third-round pick, and then we saw – um, the Athletic asked like a bunch of executives around the league what the price is, and some executives speculated that also it'd be a third round pick. So that seems like a pretty fair assumption. I would say no to that. Absolutely not a third round pick. Um, the problem for me is that Trey Lance needs reps, right? The, like everyone seems to agree that he needs reps. And I wrote a piece over at the Wide Left Post Substack that you know the way that we talk about developing quarterbacks is kind of screwy. We need to talk about why someone might need reps and why someone might want to sit on the bench, and you know what kind of skill set situations might you know, resolve that. But I think for Trey Lance, it's very clear that he needs to see the field. Where is he going to see the field? It's not with the Vikings. Is he going to develop with the Vikings? I don't think so. Kirk Cousins is going to start and he's going to start a lot of games. Is he better than Jaron Hall? It pains me to say probably at least today. Right. And so if you traded for him and you, I don't know, traded Nick Mullins away for some reason, I don't know why you would do that. Then he's probably quarterback too. You probably downgrade though. The thing is, if if a if a team decides that your quarterback is the third best guy on the roster, what are the chances that that guy turns into a starter at any point? And I don't mean like a Jordan Love got sat behind Tom, but that's fake, right? Like, yeah, Boyle, Tim Boyle probably starts if Aaron Rodgers goes down in that season, but like the idea that this guy is persistently a third a third quarterback and needs to be traded. I, that tells me that it's very unlikely that the guys who watched him in meeting rooms and in practices and literally on the field see a potential starter in him, right? No team more than the 49ers wants Lance to turn into something big. But, you know, they've sunk so many so many assets and so much uh, time into this person. And, yeah, maybe Purdy is just a better quarterback. But, like, they're not even willing to take the chance that Purdy off of a 
in my opinion, fluke season may not be the guy. They are just moving on from Lance, who got beat up by Sam Darnold. That, there's not a lot here, so I'm not doing that for a third-round pick. But, hey, if they if they trade him for a seventh, he could be kind of the rare guy that a, that a high pick that a team moves on from ends up turning out. I think the last guy was Brett Favre. That was 1999. Right or whatever. That was a high. That was a high pick, right, for the Packers to get him, like a second or something. It was like ninety. It was a second. Four, wasn't it? Ninety. Yeah, yeah, it's ninety five. I don't know. Why I said ninety nine. Um, but yeah, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, he was, he was like the what the thirty second pick because we're like mm-hmm. thirty one first round picks. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and the Falcons were, and that might have just been like a Falcons coaching staff thing. They didn't get along, but like you know. I don't know the last time a high pick like Geno Smith, you could count as maybe a high pick depending on your definition. And it took them years to turn on with multiple other teams, but like teams, teams want to hold on to their high draft picks. Yeah. I mean, Have how you guys seen the list of the 10 players drafted after Trey Lance? Oh no. Oh, oh boy. my God. Every single one on pending. Are you view Justin Fields? Every single one. Throw Wait, Justin Fields is starting man. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. It, ten <laughs> absolutely ten. should have been the pick. Here you yeah. go. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Oh my God. Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase. Imagine the Niners with Jamar Chase. Jalen Waddle. Imagine it with Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Oh my God. Jalen Waddle. Penny Sewell. JC Horn. Okay. Been a little hobbled, but went on the field. JC Horn's good though. Like oh, he is good. Yeah. He's yeah. legit. Patrick Sertain. Devontae oh, Smith. My Lord. Justin Fields, of course. Micah Parsons. With Nick Bosa? Are you kidding? And Rashawn Slater. Like, uh, anyone you want, throw all of the, blindfold, all of these guys throw a dart like, up there, put them in a hat, don't play. care. This is crazy. Unbelievable, oh. man. Unbelievable. And, and and still, look at their roster right now. It's still stacked. But imagine one of those guys on top of that. And, and what's crazy is, like, they didn't have to trade up, right? right? There were right. three quarterbacks that they could have taken. Yeah, they Mac Jones was waited. still on the board. Justin Fields went like one pick before. You could have moved up like two or three spots. You're right. They could have waited yeah. for the Dolphins to make their we move. could have done the this Dolphins on draft Don't day. draft a quarterback. Yes. Right. Yeah, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. And then wait for, a, you know, when a one or two quarterbacks were, and then trade up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and there were opportunities to trade up for Justin Fields. The Vikings almost took one, right? And we know that, uh, that, you know, the 49ers are willing to sink assets into a trade up that the Vikings seemingly are not. I they would have gotten a quarterback, and it sounds like that guy would have been better than Trey Lance. You know what this feels like to me? This feels like, I don't know, man. Josh Rosen didn't get much of a chance in Arizona. Why don't we flip a third for That's him? That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, over. I could see that. I'm sorry. It's over. I don't know. He, he, he still won a competition, or he was not, maybe, sorry, not a competition. He was. Chosen he over beat Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but that wasn't a competition. That was a that league. was a that was a money thing. Yeah. Uh, I and I, yeah, I think I'm, the 49ers would take that back if they could. <laughs> now that right. they've chosen Sam Darnold over him and whatever they have in Brock. And I, I want I don't want to like know. knock but Sam how, Darnold uh, too much because like he actually looked pretty good in his final six games mm-hmm. in Carolina. But like, come on, let's let's yeah. be serious. How up Quasi's alley is this though? Former first round pick, yeah, 49ers connection, super low value right now. Like this Hopefully, is everything Quasi looks for in a trade. It has to be. Honestly, I don't think here's anybody trades for him. I think you can you can take your chances on waivers here. 
Well, so here's the thing about the 49ers. Or, they're or willing after to later, like, so you don't have to pick up the contract. They'll hang on. They're willing to, yeah, they're willing to hang. We saw that with Jimmy. If they don't get the price that yeah, they want, they'll hang on. They'll just hang on. And that gives them a lot of credibility in negotiations, right? So if if a team calls them and they say, hey, we're not going to take less than a third round pick, and the team's like, look, we'll offer you a fifth. And if we don't offer you that, no one's offering you anything, you're going to cut him. He's going to hit waivers. We're going to sign him. And the 49ers can be like, you think we did that with Jimmy? No, we're not doing that. We're going to, we're going to, hey, you think we did that with Jimmy? We ain't hey. doing that. Hey, forget about it. <laughs> hey, we didn't do that with Jimmy. Uh, if they want to do that, then fine. voice is the best. But <laughs> I have absolutely no interest in spending anything significant on a guy that we'll probably be talking about in, you know, two, three years as, hey, is that the worst bust ever? Hey, look at Geno Smith, man. I, Maybe I, you just I, need some time, Like that—that's yeah. the conversation we're gonna. He's gonna make. He's gonna be on NFL Network's like top ten show, and it's not the episode you want your team to be on, right? Yeah, you don't want your name next to Tony Mandarich, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bob, okay, so, the boss. So, so, like, um, when if if that happens, like, so I usually don't care about like distractions, right? I don't care about like the way that we frame locker room impact because locker room impacts are real media perception of locker room impacts are often very right. like the love boat right? yes. uh, overblown dude not that big of a deal this well, is, the it whole was really fun to talk about the next morning yeah and then <laughs> yeah and, and 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 normally i wouldn't bring this up but i think matthew collar on, on purple insider uh you know he mentioned like you know that this actually could be a genuine distraction and i think for a a quarterback that has emphasized job security as one of his primary motivating factors in Kirk Cousins. I think that probably don't. I think that when, when Kirk Cousins sole motivating factor in his life has been to be the guy and to have people believe in him, probably don't. Krauser flung out uh, on Twitter, a pretty good trade scenario something like Trey Lance for DJ Wanham and like a late day three. I pick. saw that. Yeah, because you got the depth at edge. Yeah, because Albright was Albright was like for a pass rusher and change or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Maybe obviously it offsets the money at at the very least. It offsets the money. You're right for most of Um, the money. So, so real. So if they do make squad, like what happens with who's your third and fourth? Yeah, if they do swing the deal, it probably marks the end of Jaron Hall on the roster. Maybe the practice squad. And then you've Which got I, a bunch I don't of quarterbacks. Think, I don't think Would Jared you, Hall is disappointed at all. He's not like good right now, but exactly. he's not. No. And no. so here's like, here's the way it, it seems like it played out to me with the way that like Rappaport tweeted and stuff. It sounds like they talked before the draft, right? And mm-hmm. that fell through for whatever reason. And then the Vikings took a Debbie quarterback in the draft. Before we had any clarity on the Kirk Cousins thing, by the way. Like this is, mm-hmm. they talked before they had yeah. clarity on Kirk Cousins. Or that Trey Lance was going to lose this competition. Right. And now things have changed, right? They, they've they drafted a Debbie quarterback. He's lost a battle to Sam Darnold, and that has been announced officially. This is not, we're not speculating here. Yeah. Uh, they've been like, yeah, no, we like this guy better. But by the way, uh, how many teams announce who their quarterback two is? That's crazy. Yeah. When actively trying to get value <laughs> for the, the other fire. guy. That's we're a, holding a press conference. A of, <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it feels like, oh, you guys drafted someone. Okay, this is kind of over. And then maybe the 49ers can call back and say, hey, any interest hey. in this still or nah or whatever. Remember when we talked? Would you still like this guy? Yeah. Remember when we still liked this? We were still telling you we liked this guy. Well, now we don't. Do you want to trade a third round pick for him? <laughs> now we don't. Yeah. Okay. So like, so Lance has thrown like what? 300 passes in his life. Like I, this is, yeah. this is so difficult, man. 
I, I, and maybe are, that is unfair. So I, make, I make the joke about him being a safety all the time because that's what PJ Fleck recruited him as. But like, <laughs> um, but like, there are safeties in the NFL who have thrown more passes than Trey Lance. That has absolutely <laughs> happened. That's insane. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it feels to me like it's they're just trying to eke out whatever they can out of a guy that like hasn't earned a chance. And I know it, people have, a lot of people are saying like, Hey, Hey, you know what? Well, what if he just gets a chance and then maybe he'll develop, right? Well, he has had a chance all season to ascend above QB three and he couldn't do that. Uh, this is, uh, if you want to take on this developmental project, this is a developmental project that spans several years. It can be someone else's workload and they can go pay for the privilege yeah. of developing this guy over several years, assuming you won't give up the second he gets into your camp and he's dookie. Right. The and he's not going to know the offense or anything like that. Like mm -hmm. it's going to be yeah. tough for him to develop, especially when he takes third quarterback reps in practice, which Sam, you've been to practices. How many reps does the third quarterback take? Yeah, pretty minimal. Right. Pretty minimal. Like, fair or not, we are here now, and yeah. he's behind the eight ball. It is yeah. a very uphill battle for Trey Lance to become a sensible quarterback. I, I, I'll take my... We, we've got Jordan Tamu at home. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm more okay with them kicking the tires here than you guys are. I, I can't forget that he was their quarterback last year, looked pretty good in joint oh, practices. Oh, in joint practice, okay. I was Did like, not... games? <laughs> okay, he played in a monsoon, <laughs> and then he, he played in a monsoon, and then and then he played like 15 snaps and broke his leg. But okay, he looked bad. Yeah. You know who else played the monsoon? Justin Fields looked way better. Small sample size, <laughs> <laughs> but it does get messy when you've got Jaron Hall in the mix as well, and yeah, that price tag might be a little high. But we'll see. We'll see. I'd be okay with it. I love a good so, Minnesota story. I don't think he looked that good in joints. I don't know, man. I thought he looked pretty good. Got a cannon. Uh, yeah, but so did John McLeod, Balthazar Bethel Thompson. John McLeod, Balthazar Bethel Thompson. Yes, that's right, Arif. <laughs> and he was great. He was a legend. So yes, hence <laughs> they should trade for Trey Lance. That was a contentious show. Um, I'm conflict averse, so I need to go like wrap myself in a warm hug and de de. Uh, the the show was hey Arif, the player you hate, and also hey, I have a conspiracy theory about a player that everyone loves. That, that was the show. And you're conflict averse? I can't stomach it any longer. We're going to be done. Ron Johnson was at the fair. His signal didn't work, so we had to, to shelve that one. Uh, I feel like Jimmy Kimmel... It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> we didn't have oh, time for Matt Damon. Oh, happened to drop yeah. out at the same oh. time we were recording. Right. Very likely. He's got a prano pup in one hand and mini donuts in the other. He's going down the slide right now. <laughs> The there's going to be some of those those accounts that post out of context clips from our show might be pretty active today, um, and that'll be fun to watch. Arif Hassan, Luke Braun, Luke Inman, I'm Sam Ekstrom. Follow us on X slash Twitter, and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday on the Minnesota Football Party. Thanks for watching.